0: So, you've been hitting that bag hard.
1: Packing bowls and freeing souls from America's heartland. You're listening to Bowl After Bowl with Lorian and Spencer.
2: Dame Galarian.
1: Lauren Rose. I think it's Lorene. Oh, Lorian. 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 Spencer. Sir Spencer, Wolf of Kansas City.
3: Awoo, awoo. Welcome, everybody. Special edition. It's Friday, April 9th, 2021. You're listening to Bull After Bull, Bulls with Buds. I'm Sir Spencer Wolf of Kansas City.
1: I'm Dame DeLorean.
3: And joining us in the bowl, it's Net Ned. Hello. Hello, hello. Welcome. Thank you. Thanks for coming on and being our bud in the bowl. No problem. I understand that uh, we're taking your, popping your guest cherry. Is that right?
0: Yeah, pretty much, yeah. All right. I called Spencer and, or excuse me, Fletcher and caroline a couple times and talked with them and uh he had sir matthew on when we were talking the one time oh nice but all off after show
3: there you go well here's a scheduled full show buckled up and doing it um for those who might be new to the format we do these bowls with buds episodes which is just kind of our version of a, a guest show so when we have a guest on we just kind of time them out whenever our guests and ourselves line up in availability, and we put one out. And we we'll call them bowls with Buds," and it's just another episode on our regular RSS feed, but uh, where we get to uh, hang with a special guest. And um, understand also that you got a new microphone that you're talking on, yeah? Yeah. yeah. How are you liking it? It sounds really good.
0: Uh, it, I, uh, you tell me. Does it, it sounds good? It sounds pretty
2: good. It Sounds really
0: good. Okay, it's, uh, I like uh, it samson q2u okay so it wasn't uh very bad in price so
3: we'll see if uh it gets the cs uh csb stamp of usb oh, approval or oh oh does he oh probably <laughs> yeah
0: no it, it's not going to because he, he wants a usb uh c oh yeah plug on everything it's so not, it doesn't have that doesn't have USB C. no it's got the bigger uh it is no good yeah, yep, yeah, you won't like it. It does have an XLR plug in the back of it,
3: though, Ooh, so. I love XLR. Well. I'm all XLR all the time.
0: <laughs> but I'm just USB.
3: There's some so. animosity towards C S B in the in the bowl. <laughs> but that's all right. <laughs> it's all love, even the there's, hate. There's a
0: method to his madness, I yeah. think.
3: So I will say one thing about uh, C.S.P. He's the only, he's the only community member I'm aware of that was name dropped in episode one of No Agenda.
0: Oh, he is an which, oh, which makes See, him
3: an O.G. I mean, he was around even in the source Daily Source Code days, I believe. Okay,
0: I never, I never, I don't think I went back and listened to all of them. I've heard the first few, and I like, okay. I was like,
3: I kidded myself like I'm gonna listen to all of them from the beginning.
0: Oh, yeah, it's impossible. And then
3: once I... I kind of started doing that, and then we rebooted this show, and then it was, like, over. Because we were doing this every week, and then we were finding other podcasts around, you know, like, you hear a podcast, and then you, like, kind of virtually meet these people, and then you're just, like, invested, and you're like, oh, I want to hear what they're up to now. And and, uh, the old episodes of No Agenda kind of dropped off of the to-do list. I think I...
0: I was probably in in like, the 400s, 300s, 400s, something in there. Gotcha. So, but I never went into the chat room. It was always just, like, listening to it when it got published, you know. Sure. Uh, for a long time. And then, finally, I started coming in the chat room when I had different jobs where I could do that, so.
3: Yeah, but, that's um, a, that's always one of the major factors, isn't it? Like, work and, like, what you've got going on between 11 and 2 on Sundays or Thursdays
0: pretty much yeah because i you know i just turn it on and have it either on my speakers on my computer at work or i use a bluetooth headset and i can pretty much leave my phone wherever wherever it's at and walk throughout our whole building and it still connects so that's cool Yeah. yeah
3: that's convenient i did a lot of podcast listening when i made cookie dough and a lot when i roasted coffee those were like two jobs where
0: you mean what, what, who did you work for making cookie dough? A uh,
3: place in Columbia called Hotbox Cookies is where I oh, worked. Oh, okay, we were like okay. a
0: cookie delivery place. Were they like a Mrs. Fields competitor?
3: Uh, they were kind of just local. You know, okay. it was like right. it it originated as a uh, one of the business school students' like final projects at Mizzou, and then it like just got you know it's it stayed in operation. Kept legs, so were I they mean,
0: pricey cookies or
3: not really? It was just kind of, uh, you know, there's like a delivery fee, and I don't know, I don't remember what the cookies price. I feel was. like
1: if you went in, you could get one cookie for like two fifty, but they were huge.
0: Oh, okay. And then to get them delivered,
1: okay. you could get like twelve for twelve. I think they were like a dollar each, something like Plus that. Plus a delivery fee.
3: Yeah, they are pretty yeah. reasonable.
0: Because they got those like cupcake places here that charge crazy amount per cupcake. Yeah, they were like it's like 5, 6 bucks a cupcake or something like that.
1: Dang. Just a yeah, little bit more
0: sick.
3: expensive than getting like the Pillsbury and doing it yourself from the grocery store, but not that much.
0: No, okay. My mom's uh was a pastry chef. So, she still cooks quite an amazing amount of stuff. So, and she's really really a good <clears throat> good pastries, good cookies, good. She makes chocolate truffles that are amazing. But. Very nice. <clears throat> and she's had a lot of different jobs throughout. She made gourmet applesauce at one point in time uh, at a ladies' business.
1: Oh.
0: Mm. And then uh, just different places chefed at. And then she had a catering business for uh, quite a few years. So.
3: Well, I'm going to pepper you with some questions net Ned, but feel free okay. to fire back if you get any inspiration or whatever okay we're more or less open books and uh i always start with like how we met each other how we came to be and these these first interviews are all kind of the same answer but um i think that we first saw you as a uh participant and a member over in hog story
0: oh yeah yep Probably, I would imagine so. That or No Agenda, I mean... Could be
3: the Troll Room, too, yeah. Yeah,
0: I mean, probably where we interacted was through Hog Story.
3: It's funny because the No Agenda Troll Room, it's just there's so much flying by. Oh,
0: it's so much... Wor- uh, it used to used to be a little bit slower back yeah. in the day. <laughs> and then there used to be a troll that would show up, like clockwork, and you just waited for him to, hap- to happen, and then he'd flood the stream about... Something about Dvorak and... Everybody always called him Leo Laporte. Oh yeah, so he's a big Dvorak <laughs> hater. Anyways, he'd always get kicked like every time that you know Adam would kick him. Oh uh, yeah, almost instantly when he'd do it. So, <laughs> but uh, he hasn't been back for a long time.
3: So. Yeah, I'd imagine that gets old after a while.
0: Yeah, there was because like even on like the Facebook pages that they had, there was one guys on there that were just there was uh, Scott the Bot was one for a longest time, and. Uh, he was always just shit posting yeah. all the time so i
3: see a lot of that on the on the in the morning subreddit too oh yeah that's you know, just pretty much yeah. like yeah i have not the reddit in a I haven't long time i have been there for years but yeah. i remember it was like it was always just almost un you know it was just like a almost a useless service just because like it was m- most of the content came from like haters you know Oh, yeah. And, yep. and a lot of the comments, too. So you would just get, like, posts that were just, like, straight out of the sheer blue playbook, basically. So <laughs> it's I would be surprised if it wasn't just one of these accounts that's, like, paid to just keep posting those talking points, you know? Oh, probably, yeah. Because
0: yeah.
3: nobody else has that kind of persistence. I mean, it's still those same accounts after years.
0: Yeah, that's... Why would you do it for that long, Yeah. Too?
3: If you hate the show and you just like hate posting yeah, yeah, <laughs> two yeah. or three times yeah. a, a day, like
0: yeah, because uh, like there was uh Libby Alita that comes into the troll room. Oh yeah, and I go back and forth with her, and then other people are like, "She's just a troll. Stop, stop feeding the troll." Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs>
3: there's gotta be just some other bastard going into oh, yeah. that name, you yep. know?
0: Yep.
3: Seeing who they could rile up.
0: It's probably like a dude, you know. No doubt. I
3: mean, I think the odds are incredibly good.
0: It's that South Park guy that they always show. Yeah, that's that's just huge type monster with like just crooked crooked glasses, leaning
3: over his pile of chins.
0: Yeah, yeah.
3: (laughs) Oh man. So we always like to talk uh, Bud on Bulls with Buds, and we're always interested in hearing the different uh, ways people were brought up around it or educated around it. Like typically people first hear about weed and like that it's dangerous or scary or something like that. And then they encounter it like much later in life. But we're interested in how you first heard about weed and then like compared to first time you actually interacted with it.
0: Um, I know they had like a lot of like different school programs where you'd see stuff and, uh, They'd have a cop come in, they'd show some one of those cheesy films, yeah the, the one I always remember there's one where the guy like falls out the window, but it was like he's like gone acid or something and decided he's gonna jump out the window, and that'll happen to you too oh, if you yeah. do acid, you're gonna jump out a window and die, <laughs> <laughs> and you'll be on the seventh story like he was too, <laughs> but uh, I know there was a lot of stuff about that, and then I used to uh do stuff with the Explorers, uh, which was a, like, path from the Boy Scouts. Yeah. And you could go to Eagle Scout or you could go to Explorers, but I never, I was in the Boy Scouts a little bit, but uh, my aunt, like, ran a troop for this Explorers, and it was all, like, kids learning uh, cops, like, tactics. Not, Not necessarily tactics, but... Teaching them what they go through, you know, and training, oh sure, and stuff like that. And then I remember, they would go up to uh, uh, a uh, what do you call a National Guard base that's up in Grayling, Michigan. Okay, and they would stay there for like the week, and they'd have like almost like military training for the 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 kids and stuff, and uh, just it it wasn't wasn't heavy like actual military training, but kind of you know this. Dumbed down version for kids or whatever And I had went up there and stayed a couple times And I know they had cops You know from all over giving speeches And the one about the drug one was Like the the first time that I ever Remember hearing about you know The evils of all of it Yeah, so, uh, That sticks out that in my head Other than the, 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 the cheesy uh, Movies that were in the uh, elementary school Yeah
3: so. Lauren you always talk about that orange juice story Or whatever yeah
1: Yeah and dare, in my public school time, the cop told this story about some kid took acid, thought he was a jug of orange juice, and then he fell over and thought he was spilling his uh, all the juice out, you know, and he never came out of it. He just always thought he was orange juice for the rest of his <laughs> life, I guess. <laughs> and he was an empty jug. <laughs> I was like, all right, sure. Okay. That's a long out <laughs> out there. Can you wow. bring him in so we can talk yeah, to him? Exactly. Like <laughs> <laughs> but I've always brought that up with Sped, so. It just always comes and to the, mind. That always blows it's my so mind. So ridiculous. Could he,
0: could, he, could he get a job at like Orange Julius?
2: Or? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> how, how do you get a job here there? My, fuck face. Fuck face. <laughs> <laughs> so,
0: so um in the first time that I ever came in that interaction with it. Yeah. Uh I think I was it was probably like ninth grade, tenth grade, something in there and there was a big party that they that they threw out in the woods cuz where i grew up was kind of like the edge of detroit uh there's a lot of farmland and stuff still but we still had like big balls and stuff that were real close by um and a lot of times they have parties out in the woods somewhere uh, that usually get busted up by cops cuz someone would eventually hear all the kids screaming and doing whatever but uh somebody there had a joint and then smoked it smoked it totally incorrectly because <laughs> I was blowing it out like it was, you know, nothing. You
3: didn't take no hits to the chest, or you no, just kept it in your no, mouth, kind of? Yeah, like I just kept it in my puff?
0: mouth. And yeah, and then finally somebody told me, and I think I probably got two hits down, and I was stoned as I'll get out. So, And then I didn't mess with it for quite a few years, but I was probably in uh, 11th or t- t- 12th grade, maybe my senior year. And I found, like, a huge bag of weed under my dad's seat. Nice. Mm-hmm. And uh, took some of that, and then that was a regular <laughs> place I would go <laughs> to get weed sometimes. Beautiful. <laughs> Until he caught me. The Papa stash. Yeah, no, he caught me, like, red-handed the one time. Oh, damn. And then he's like... uh so you've been hitting that bag hard. Oh no. <laughs> like, that's that's the one thing that I remember the whole <laughs> incident is that he said that because I almost started laughing when he said it. <laughs> just said it just sounded that. weird. It's like things you'll never hear from your father, you know? So.
3: What the hell have you been doing? Smoking a bowl,
2: sir. <laughs> a, yeah.
0: um. So uh yeah, so that's uh and then from there I just I did it for a lot of years and then I quit. I quit yeah. for uh, probably twelve years or something like that.
3: Yeah, you just have and, work or just well, yeah, wasn't yeah, pretty much. Yeah,
0: yeah, you know when I was getting combo. higher and higher IT jobs and it was kind of you know yeah. uh, hurting with uh, <laughs> the oh it's the day to day at work. Yeah. I mean because I'm like it, all over the fucking place all the yeah. time. It's crazy. It's
3: already it's, tough to kind of like read a screen full of code, you know, and just like yep. parse what's yeah, going yeah. on. And then if you're stoned yeah. on top of it, then you're just rereading lines four or five, then, six times.
0: Yep. And mine, uh, my job, I, I deal with uh, places that uh, build assembly lines for, that build cars. Oh, okay. So I know a lot of CAD and stuff. I actually, when I started out, uh, when I first started working after not doing so well in college, uh, started working, I was doing drafting on, uh, drafting boards, you know, yeah. actually physically drew automotive tooling on drafting boards back when I started. And then I had computer knowledge. So then I started doing a lot of like CAD work. That's and cool. back in the day, I used to just sit there and cut, catch the sections of 3d parts so that they could actually trace them onto, uh, drawings that they were doing on a drafting board. Nice. So, uh, And that's all I did all day long. So it was like it was so mundane and boring. But it was only like a group of three guys working on computers up there, uh, out of the whole building that were kind of like isolated from everybody else. So that was kind of nice. You know, had a little uh, away area. And then eventually, I started going back to school for uh, uh, IT. So very nice. And then stepped into that because I did not. I. My dad had a business that he owned that did that drafting. And I started doing that when I was probably like 14 years old in the summer. I'd go work for him just to you know make money. And by the time I was like 25, I was so burned out on it. I did, I just didn't want to do it anymore. Yeah. So. The
3: uh, I've always wanted to play with those CAD programs, but I've seen them a little bit. Um, I did the drafting merit badge when I was in scouts, but most of them oh, I okay. did. Like with a pencil on a drafting board, just making mock up blueprints and different things.
0: Yeah. We've got crazy software that does some crazy stuff. So, some of the stuff that uh, when I go to like consumer conventions or, you know, business conventions for the CAD software, they got some software for like when you design cars that these guys are just like throwing a surface down and stretching it and pulling it and stretching it and pulling it and within. Mm-hmm you know, ten minutes they have like a full uh mock up of an outside of a car. Wow. And it's pretty cool. And then right from there they can start cutting panels off of it and they can put it into clay. They can take it back from clay by doing point clouds on it and putting that back into the into the system and going back and forth and back and forth. So
3: That's cool. I I always wanted to get into the three D printing thing too or something. Something oh like yeah, yeah, yeah. I've I've looked around we, at three D printers, uh, and I
0: kind of I'd like to buy something like that. But uh, we kind of do we do N C machining at our at our business, and that's kind of the same concepts are. That's basically where a lot of the three D printing came from was the the concepts that are used in C N C machining with uh, G code. Okay so uh you feed the model into a cnc machine program and it actually picks the tool path to cut that out and you give the material property it kind of will judge uh what they call speed and feed which is the speed of the bit and the feed of the table when it's cutting oh okay or the head going back and forth and uh and then it cuts it out of metal, and that's kind of like i say it went that kind of went over to uh the three d side with the three d printers
3: yeah, I've seen like um the little drill things that can drill out stuff and then um mm-hmm. laser etchers too all of those things I'm just like ah, i have so a cool.
0: uh, i have a small uh three d route or c n c router that i have that i can do wood wood stuff with it's it'll cut out some pretty cool stuff so
3: I remember you were asking me about uh what's your logo or what do you want as a logo?" And I was like failing to come up with like an answer that you were looking for, oh, I think. you know what? and <laughs> I because th- <laughs> uh, I'm already bad at IRC when people like direct message me on IRC because I have, oh I don't know, at least 15 different channels open, and then the DMs start under that list for me. So like if you have a name that starts with A, Abel oh, you're Kirby down at the bottom Abel Kirby, I can always see him. <laughs> uh and Carolyn I can always see her but then after that it's like i got to scroll down to see anybody past that
0: <laughs> like oh my goodness so, so yeah. the ends are down down away
3: so when i like respond the next day to your irc direct message I, that's always why <laughs> i, I, I figured it's cuz i i do that to i closed a lot of out
0: of it or something and i i didn't know if you, cuz you know some people got it running all the time yeah. and they can go back and look but mine I, stays I, I, open
3: I and I need to just figure out a bot that will text me when I get DM'd. I think that would be f- perfect, and I think it could be done. I just oh yeah. I just need to figure it out. Sit so down. Sure, that could be. Write it up. It could be done. Yep. It's another to-do list item. That's me with yep. a bunch of shit to do and no direction, <laughs> man. But getting through it one one day at a time. Uh, that yep. was actually what we started tonight. Was our hackathon over at Centric. So
0: we're just building a web app over the next 2 days, I guess. Are you still are you working somewhere? Or are you going to school still?
3: I'm not. I graduated this boot camp in February. Okay, that's what I thought. Yeah. And you know. then I've kind of been I've been applying to certain stuff that has a crazy starting pay cuz that would be worth it to go full time, but mm-hmm. my ideal is to just pick up gigs here and there and do gig work cuz it would supplement the other stuff I do, which is you know, bargaining for the wine truck, which is straight-up gig work, and real estate, which is also gig work. So, Okay. If I could just map my own, you know, choose my own adventure every week by week <laughs> and still get work in, you know. And I guess the, the drone stuff is the same exact way, too.
0: So I, so you're doing drone work for real estate?
3: Yeah, I take I take real estate uh, photography and sometimes videography with drone. Oh, okay. Oh, that's cool. I also am a... Uh, licensed salesperson okay okay right. okay no you
0: yeah you, you. with your chops you got you'd be a perfect salesman
3: I uh, just like running <laughs> around in circles this market is like red-hot lava buyers are just getting pummeled but uh, oh really oh we yeah just, we just Same got here under a contract Same. that's on I, Sunday so
0: huh I'm sure you guys saw the pictures that, that I posted here and there yeah like, the, uh lakes and stuff like that
3: yeah, you look like you were in a relaxing spot, man. Yeah, it's
0: my sister's cabin. It's four, about four and a half, four hours uh, northwest of here up on the Lelandaw Peninsula. And it's like uh, in the summertime. Well, even the winter, it's beautiful up there. But uh, th- there's a national forest there. that's Sleeping Bear Dunes. Okay. And they have some massive dunes and a park there that you can drive through and everything. And then the national park owns... Like so much shoreline right along Lake Michigan, so their street to go to the lake that they live on is like right across the street from uh, the national national park, and uh, you can basically walk from their house and be in the national park in I don't know oh, like nice. ten, ten minutes or something like that, or and then it take you probably another fifteen minutes you could walk to the shore of Lake Michigan, and uh, but anyways they bought a place up there that was a real fixer-upper i mean we literally gutted the place yeah and then <clears throat> last year they had a contractor come in and put uh recited it put new windows on put a new roof put some porches on the porch off the front and the porch off the back that are uh off the front's covered and then the back is a screen porch but the guy down the street that d- does work in the area that knows my brother-in-law and his uh done work for him in the past stopped and we were talking with him and the guy was saying you know ask them what they paid and i and then my he shot back to my brother-in-law almost instantly yeah you can get double now because the market's so so hot it's sure. insane mm. so
3: yeah it's jumping well the problem is that uh people are ready to move and need to move but the inventory is just like Low. a- historic lows yeah, it's so yeah. low. It's so thin. Yeah. So even if you find a place, you're competing with so many other
0: buyers to get in there. You can buy M M's house around the corner from me. Oh no
3: doubt. Is that <laughs> yeah. up on the auction block or something?
0: No, no, it's up for sale. Uh, three and a half million.
3: Oh, that's not so too bad for. A, it's
0: like two, three miles away from me. For a it's in an spot. area that's got some like huge freaking houses that are. It just went back in the day that used to just all be empty land like and it just went crazy there's a couple houses along that same street that he's on that are uh, just huge 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 places so and the place was actually built by a guy that my dad worked for that uh, ended up getting busted for like racketeering and and embezzlement so he went the rumor has it that he went owed a bookie like a million bucks oh, yeah. and then uh went double or nothing on the uh Super Bowl and he picked Buffalo oh. against the Cowboys. So, oh no.
3: Yeah. <laughs> As if you can get any more buried.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yep. Goodness gracious. Well, so.
3: speaking of busted, you mentioned that you did get busted by your dad from uh, lightening his bag every once in a while. <laughs> Did you ever have any like other busted or close calls?
0: Um, um, I don't think I ever got caught with it, but I was with people that got caught with it. Oh, yeah. So the smoke at a bowl, sir, guy? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> and like I told you, we'd go out to the woods and stuff and, and uh, party sometimes. Yep. And so we were out in an area and then a cop cop came Anyways, he had his bag in his pocket, you know, and then the cop found it, right, and anyways, the cop dumped it out, didn't didn't arrest him or anything. That's a really, so, yeah,
3: I remember that voicemail
0: you left. So the following weekend, then he had, the, the same cop did it again. Oh, he had his shit. bag in his front pocket um oh, and, and the he's like, you just don't learn, do you? It's gonna get like, expensive, man. Yeah, yep. And just kept dumping it out, and then he grinded it into the dirt. And so, yeah, that's I think I don't like. Other than that, I you know got caught with beer a couple times, you know, when I was underage. Yeah. And had to dump it out, but I don't think I ever, ever, ever got caught with weed. I was kind of lucky with that.
3: Nice. You seem like a smooth kind of, you know, under the radar guy. <laughs> I don't, I, I don't think that's it. it. I
0: just think it's luck or dumb luck. I always knew to jam it like down on my crotch if the cops came. Sure, yeah. <laughs> you gotta hide it really good. Yeah, yeah, Yeah,
3: yeah I've been in, uh, in on some of those like, oh, the fucking someone's getting hauled away, but it's not me situations. Oh yeah, those are, yep. those just suck heartbreaking cuz it's like you want to do something you know what i mean but
0: heartbreaking but at the same time very
3: relieving yeah there's mm-hmm. there's an element of that there's an element of that for sure remember once we uh there was like four of us that got stopped in question cuz there was a uh, spliffs being passed around allegedly uh on campus and um i like when the cop rolled up it was weird cuz it was this concrete patio with some picnic tables on it that you had to walk up a set of stairs to get to so it was like an outside patio up a level and as we were uh chief and on this spliff the cop had walked like at the base of this patio toward the stairs like below our line of view so he was just kind of like sneaking around this little concrete block so that he could like run up the stairs and we wouldn't even see him coming <laughs> and Luckily, our friend was like leaning against the railing. And so he looked straight down, and the cop was like right there below him, like hugging the wall, like in sneak mode. And so he just turns around and like waves his arms, like, guys, like, get pitch the thing, pitch the thing. And someone pitched it. And by the time they walked up there, you know, we weren't like smoking on nothing, but they could smell everything and they'd giving us the interrogation and stuff. (laughs) (laughs) They finally got my buddy's like cigarette case and they were going through his smokes because we all smoked Rollies at the time and he had some rolled up and they were like pinching each one, pinching each one and just tobacco was falling out of all of them, all of them. Uh, And then they got to the very last one and this like crumb of green fell out of it. uh, (laughs) And that was all it was to it. They like took him away. (laughs) They wouldn't let us. Or they let us go. They didn't cite us or anything. But then student services, we had
0: to go through that. Oh, so you were st- sticking it inside a cigarette? Yeah. Okay. All right.
3: Yeah, yeah those like That's... roll like uh, we always bought either Top or Bugler.
0: Yeah, Top. I, we were I, somewhere I was talking about was that on hog story or something? I was mentioning in the t- chat room about Top. Yeah. Top Top Tobacco, which top. was not the Top Tobacco.
3: No. Neither is Bugler. <laughs> they both. No. Not. No both have that oh yeah because you mentioned the flavor.
0: yeah you mentioned the bugler you know? oh yeah in the chat probably I was yeah like, and then remember the top i don't know if you ever remember top came in like that big well i think you can still get it i don't know but it comes in like that coffee can like oh yeah you
3: can get a and can then, of it that's right yeah. yep. and then I, it's got the I've shitty a, papers
0: that they got too i had
3: you a know? can of bugler before yeah, only yep. But yeah, you got to do that once at least <laughs> when you're like a young degenerate. I it's just like I, nothing matters.
0: Yeah, I had a there was a uh, exchange student that lived down the street from me and she was from Amsterdam and that's she always mixed. And that's kind of how I got hooked on that because, you know, there's always like when you walk, I, I walked to, to school, every school that I went to out here. Uh, they weren't that far away. But there was always, like, areas that people would stop to smoke cigarettes and shit like that. And that's I'd always see her there, and then after a while getting to know her, and then she got me hooked into the uh, mixing weed and tobacco together.
3: Yeah, the old spliff Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was uh, uh, the roommate of the guy that got busted in that case. It was, like, Uh a big spliff man. I didn't even really know. I wasn't even, like read right into the spliff game until I met that kid. <laughs> he was like a kid from out in Massachusetts. Okay. But yeah, it was like spliffs all the time with those dudes after that. <laughs> um, any favorite movies or music that kind of bring you back to when you first started smoking? Mm.
2: Hmm.
0: Uh, probably, uh, Cheech and Chong stuff, but I, you know, it was older by the time I was Yeah. listening to it. But, uh, because I had, I remember I had all like the cassette tapes, all their like comedy albums too. And would listen to those like nonstop. And then as far as music, uh, I don't know, you know, I remember hearing like uh, Bob Marley. Yep. Uh, a lot and then getting albums of that, or well, CDs of that. And uh, other than that, I don't think there's really anything that I, you know, just general music that I listen to that. So, oh, you know what? <laughs> what? One I do remember, Led Zeppelin. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, oh, my God. I can't. I'm blanking on the name. Uh, it's on the Houses of the Holy album. I can't think. But I remember being high in my buddy's basement and that song being on. It was just like, wow. Like one of those spacey experiences hearing that song because the way it starts out so slow and then builds up. So I can't think of the name of the damn song I'm gonna have to look let me look it up. Houses of the holy
3: For me uh the one song at that time that was just smash 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 was that Timbaland track The Way I Are <laughs> <laughs> And that shit that shit and uh that sensual seduction Snoop Dogg shit, they would play those two songs Every half hour guaranteed, like in every half hour block, they would have to play those two songs for, like right when I started smoking weed, that was what was always, and we were always driving in the car, you know, so we had the radio blasting every time. Like we just like get to the spot and turn the e-brake on
1: and (laughs) like clockwork, man, like every single time.
3: So that always just like brings me back to the early stony days.
0: You know, it might have been on um, physical or not. Well, Hmm. it's that one song that it's like uh, if you're done and you feel that you can't go on. <laughs> In the light. In the light. What, what song is that? Damn it. We can find it. In
3: the light is a song. Yeah, and if you feel that like you can't go on and your will sink sinking low.
0: That's the song, yep.
3: In the light.
0: And that's off physical graffiti, right? Yep. Yep, okay. I got my albums wrong. There we go. So that's quite a epic song to be really, really stoned out of your mind, too.
3: I'll have to consider adding it to the Stony Station. <laughs> <laughs> I always am trying to build those playlists, you know, because it's like they're all at least 150 songs, but they still get repetitive even at that, you
0: know. Do you have... Uh, the Timberland song in that mix. Or? I don't. I really should
3: add <laughs> it. I've been I've been a little too strict sometimes on my uh, uh, filter. You know, like, it's like yeah. that doesn't mention weed, but I still think of it as like the perfect, um, you know, Burning Jay's tune. <clears throat> so, my next question on the list of master questions is depth. Um, did pot ever bring you to other drugs and how do you feel about like the whole gateway theory of, of that? Like if it leads to harder stuff or,
2: um,
0: it, it did. Yeah. Kind of, I guess. I, I mean, I don't know if it really brought me to anything or if I was just willing to try other things. So, um,
3: I've always kind of been nuanced on the gateway theory. I always feel like that's sort of a, uh. It's somewhat true, but it's only true because of how prohibition works and like where you have to go to get the pot itself,
0: yeah, yeah, and you know you could say that for alcohol too, you know, sure, I mean, does that lead to uh, and maybe maybe it does, maybe it doesn't it more depends on the person, and I think a lot of times you have uh people have a uh, some type of addictive personality. I do know. Where, what, uh, I mean, I know, I and I've known people that have been like a hundred miles an hour and do everything until they're like gone. Yeah. You know? But uh, I always, I don't. There was always the fear. Yeah, I always of something to, getting weird. You know, I always
3: tried to keep it kind of uh, at least somewhat moderate. Uh, yeah. Good yeah. friend of mine in Columbia always used to say, "Everything in moderation, including moderation." Oh yeah. And so, yeah. you know. So i would got wild a time life. or two but it wasn't like that's, uh, the yeah, daily
0: yeah. or weekly routine. Yeah. Um go to lunches or drinks. Oh, I'm I sorry. do like my edibles though. So, edibles. Yeah, I'm pretty much 100% edibles all the time until well, I asked a yeah, guy at work tonight for tonight. some, so I Interesting. I have a little. It made me cough my brains out, but uh <laughs> do,
3: do you like uh like dessert type
0: stuff or like the gummies i just the gummies are fine by nice. me nice i so love that. i d- got a co-worker that makes all sorts of cookies and brownies and i i do those too but the gummies i prefer so same seems like i can meter them because i cut them way the hell down i get big ones and then cut them down yeah and then I, here, i'm i sure you guys have heard it before the tag i left a message probably saying it before that the tax is only six percent for medical card holders and then it's 12 or something like that percent for recreational yeah so and then i (laughs) funny thing now i mean it's common occurrence when i'm driving home i smell weed coming out of somebody's car at least two to three times or so interesting yeah because just how long it's been legal it's going on over a year now so yeah that's wild
3: that different dynamic it doesn't even really feel 100 percent real here even though now there's dispensaries open, like now I do, do they
0: it. oh they, do they have them open already or there
3: are a few that are open. I think do they have the lines a like under they did 200 here, 200 or something. Okay, I, what were you saying? It was, it was?
1: just over one hundred. There's like two hundred left to get started.
0: Okay, wow.
1: Um, and the lines the lines were only really bad the first few days. Yeah, same here. And then now it's they're always quiet when we're driving by.
3: Yeah, I don't really see a lot of action, but there. Have you guys a, went and
0: got something yet, or?
3: No. Nah. Okay. Well, we don't we don't have cards. Oh, yeah, oh just it's all medical. Right now. Oh, okay. Just okay. Right okay. Here? Yeah. Yeah. All
0: right. No, so yeah, cuz I might They they didn't really well, they had dispensaries, but there wasn't that many of them medical cuz there was a bunch of uh crap about that uh whether the dispensaries were legal or not and uh I know like my my friend, he got a, he was probably In the first 1,000 people to get a license here, when a medical card. And back then, guys were like offering people that had a medical card, like, yeah, we'll give you four ounces free a month if you just sign up with us. Wow. So, uh, because they were desperate to get people and then they could grow so much more underneath you. Yeah,
3: because they're going to be a caregiver.
0: Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, when it, the, the first day that it went, like, legal, recreational here. All the dispensaries had lines outside of them. I remember they said, like, the one did over, like, $2 million in one day.
3: Damn. Oh. Yeah. That's nice. <laughs> I was like, wait, what? That is
0: super nice. So. Cha-ching. The odd thing is, is uh, like, here, because, like, a lot of the cities said, oh, no, you can't put a dispensary here. You know, you can't have them here, can't yep. have them there. So there's some I gotta go almost to Detroit to find anything here, oh damn Dang. um but uh uh up at my sister's cabin that's four hours away from here there's like one closer there than there is here, so
3: it's just wild how these little municipalities like will cut themselves out of the game economically, yeah. you know? Like what? A, yeah. Do
2: you
0: not what, see the tax revenue? Just, just have like the...
3: one guy in your town do it. That's all you would need is just one guy.
2: All yeah. cash, baby. Mm-hmm.
3: What are you doing? That's definitely going to be big regrets on the city budgets. But, oh, yeah. You know. Some people feel strongly about this stuff.
0: Very much. Well, and like when that medical stuff started happening, the... Uh, Attorney General kept going after dispensaries and stuff yeah. that were setting up, and you know they thought they were legal, and then he'd go in and bust them, and kept going on and on. Well, he's the one that ran against Gretchen Whitmer.
3: Oh right.
0: So he he's
3: like the big, <laughs> he was not yeah he was not popular yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly
0: <laughs> everybody was like what he's an asshole so so
3: people with like. <laughs> Went with the asshole they didn't know versus the asshole they knew yeah, all yeah. too well.
0: Yeah. And that's there was another Republican candidate that uh, he's like a borderline dude named Ben, you know. Yeah. And was an aerospace engineer and uh, knows the stuff up and down. He's the one that like made the presentation on the election fraud here. Oh, okay. And then did it, like the presentation in like three other states. Nice. So, uh, but yeah, they didn't give him any kind of backing and then they end up backing this, this other guy that was the dick.
3: Yeah. I just, every, every, all those ex-prosecutor types end up being real pain in the ass politicians.
0: Oh yeah. No.
3: Like I really, like having prosecutor on your resume just makes me like have a super cold feet <laughs> and giving you a vote of any kind. Oh man. Uh, are you a indica or sativa guy? And any favorite strains that you have?
0: Um, I'm probably more of a, more of a uh, I, you know, mixing the both of those together are phenomenal. Yeah, mm. I, love, <laughs> you know? I love hybrids, also puts you into the floor, but um, yeah, uh, and I, yeah, I do like the hybrids, but probably more of the indica, so and then as far as strains you know i mean that goes back like years ago i had friends and then they rented a house down in detroit and they were like growing shit like crazy and uh they had like a old school high times northern lights number something or other (laughs) and i remember that if if somebody came and gave that to me right now i'd be able to identify it you know either by looks or by smoking it. Yeah. Because I don't think I've ever smelt or tasted anything like it since. So,
3: I love those certain strains you get that just is like, they just have that distinctive smell or taste. Like Chem Dog. Kim oh, yeah. Dog is one of those for me that just is like, yeah. that's a certain like chemically taste that you can't even really describe. It's hard to even yeah. describe, but if you smell it, you know, just that right at that second. <laughs>
0: That's, uh, I can't think of the other one that they had another one. If it was, it was something ganj. It was like something, there was a name before it. And that one was, you mix the two together and it was just like phenomenal.
3: I've always loved the weed salad thing. I even have said since early days of smoking, like a mediocre bag and a bad bag mixed together are kind of better even. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. I don't know if it's just like the extra set of cannabinoids that you get. You just get a wider range, even adding something in that's less quality.
0: <laughs> yeah. That's or something. Probably.
3: Yeah. It's yep. nice. It's always nice. It's always yeah. better with more, yep. in my experience, with the variety. A little variety bowl, a little salad very bowl. Very
0: much. Very much. Um, And I feel like I'm missing out on that kind of when I do the edibles, but. Yeah, uh, so is
3: there, like, uh, is there much thought put into that with edibles of, like, the strain or what it comes from or what effects I, you're looking for? I don't I, think so. It just so, occurred because, to I me, mean, like, you got big-ass bags of uh, gummy bears or whatever. Like, I don't really remember it being, most of them being labeled, with like, even they, indica or sativa.
0: They usually list, like, the amount of, well, the ones here list the amount of THC and the yeah. amount, amount of uh, CBD they have in them. But other than that, it's kind of like a list of the ingredients that make up the the uh, the gummy. So it doesn't really have a uh, hey, this is from such and such strain out from whatever farm, like they do on. Because if you go there, it tells you you know where it was grown and all everything. Yeah. Even the little because they got like uh, dube tubes. Oh yeah. So it's like a joint inside a little tube, and you push the end, and it pops open. And uh, those have all the information listed right on them
3: yeah i just wonder even if there's like a uh, different effects if that thing crosses over to the edible world that's something i have to research
2: I, for the I 420 episode
0: and i do my own because i got a friend that grows yep and then uh <clears throat> i do everything into uh tincture with alcohol okay yep uh so basically i cover like Everclear it. they
3: clear or yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Exactly.
0: And I can't get the the true one ninety here. I get the one fifty one. I think. Oh. Uh, but it doesn't. It doesn't matter. It's all the same pretty yeah. much because you're cooking off all that alcohol anyways when you use it to make something. Yep. So. We always used to call that the Green Dragon. Oh yeah. Yep. Yep, yep. That's what the, I got. Yep. The
3: Everclear and the.
0: Yeah, you and know, then I just let it. kind of
3: the leftovers we always used to throw like stems and.
0: And that's exactly what I get from my buddy—is all his trimmings off his yep, um, trim. when he's cleaning up the cell. So.
3: I always do those edibles, and then I like, I'm always kind of like, uh, is it potent enough? I don't know. And then I'll just like to one scoop of keef
0: out of the grinder and the <laughs> Just for good measure, just to make sure. <laughs> um. Yeah, I kind of gotten down to where I started measuring everything just to make sure that I'm not going overboard or underboard on them because yeah. there's been a lot of mishaps with that where it was like,
3: what the
2: hell? Yeah. <laughs>
3: yeah, if you that's the one thing of edibles where it's like if it's too much, it's like it's almost like too much roller coaster or
0: too much anything else oh, you yeah.
3: you get like seasick walking around. No, that
0: well, the first time I did with chocolate <laughs> and trying to, you know, temper the chocolate and everything and and uh get it onto uh a little cookies that I was doing and between licking my fingers in the bowl. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I know you... Oh yeah. I remember sitting down and it was like, oh, wow, like 4 hours later I'm still watching the same infomercial, you know. <laughs> So, <laughs> yeah, it's like happen. wow, I'm like, like like holy shit! I'm I, not gonna do that again. I haven't done anything so. this whole yeah time. yeah, <laughs> except for
3: make sure that I, my ass didn't float away. Wait, exactly. <laughs> oh man, yeah, it can get on top. I remember uh we had this like quad dose Chibachu. It was like 80 milligrams, Ooh. and we split it. Me and Lorian. Oh yeah, it's heavy so it was 40 milligrams each I'm content with 10 I'm totally like I can do 5 to 10 I can just be like yeah this is good but forty is just like woof and then we had the dogs with us and we tried to go to a dog park oh. <laughs> and it was just like the what? most awkward fucking thing. Like I could have stood on my head and felt more normal <laughs> than the way I felt with my dogs like walking around trying to hump other people's dogs. <laughs> and I'm like I don't even know where to fucking put my hands to <laughs> seem like I'm not a threat to other people or something. Like, I'm, like We were like, it wasn't maybe three or four minutes where I turned to Warrior and I was like, dude, we got to get the fuck out of here. It just wasn't going to work out, man. Quality. So you've been been in the world long enough, I think, to really talk about quality and how it's changed uh, since you started. Yeah, because I'm always interested to hear about that. Cause when I when I first started, I was in like a hick town, um, kind of at the edge of nowhere. Not quite in the middle of nowhere, but right on the edge of nowhere. And we just got like Mexican swag was all I knew about. Oh yeah, yeah. except you know, that, for like some crumbly middies. We used to call it crumble weed, which we always thought was like legendary. You know,
0: was it because uh, it probably had like a little bit of a skunky taste to it or whatever? Yeah, or whatever. it
3: had a little bit of. It was just dry as all shit, but it was actual nugs, you know.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, I sh- Versus like the,
3: the we- brick used to come through just like I don't know. I never even understood weed as a plant when I used to get the brick. You know, it's just like yeah, it comes out yeah. as like,
0: and it almost had like that ammonia smell to it. It's yeah, it kind of gross yeah, chemically cause they, smell, and well, because they put it away too uh, wet. And then it oh, like forms yeah. like a like a, yeah. a mold or a fungus or something Ugh. like that. So bad in every so,
3: way. Like the yeah. when you finally learned how how like everything works, it's <laughs> almost like, like f-
0: you're like, who what? the hell was doing that? How
3: like, is this a good idea? You mean all of that weed I was smoking gets snuck in at the border of Mexico somewhere? Pretty much. Because yeah. if it if it. If it doesn't look like that, then it didn't come from Mexico. It's pretty much how you know, you know. It's so crazy. And I had a guy
0: from out in the outskirts that used to get stuff like that for really, 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 really cheap. Oh yeah. There'd be times like when I was a kid throughout town, like nobody had anything. So I'd go out to his place out, you know, it was a little over fifty miles north of here and get that Mexican brown from him and come back and then <laughs> sell some to my friends and get mine for free or, you know? Yeah. So, but, uh, yeah, free, I, remember, smoke one free. I remember that. And, it, uh, that was always in this area here and there, but like at those dry times, it, everything would just disappear. There'd be nothing. And then, uh, uh, right about the time when I was getting out of high school is when you started hearing and seeing like, a lot about hydroponics. Yeah. And they always had like in the back of the High Times magazine, they always had the I can't remember what they called that little the phototron. I think that's what it was called. Oh, okay. <laughs> the phototron. It was like the little like uh Far hexagonal out. like thing that you could put in your closet and grow prize tomatoes. Oh, nice. <laughs> oh
3: the fattest, juiciest tomatoes
0: yeah yeah and basically i think you could only grow like one or two plants inside the thing it was so small yeah but uh uh you know when that stuff started taking off then it like the power of everything just went through the roof when uh people started you know figuring out what they could do and then that uh the ask ed grow book that oh yeah remember if he had the he had the column and yep. high times magazine when yeah. that book started coming around, that's when everything went really crazy. You know, people started paying attention to what you know how they're supposed to get the most potency out of their Definitely. out of their strain. So,
3: yeah, he's kind of like the granddaddy of the grow books. Yeah, uh, yep. I met that dude once. He came out to oh, Col- did you Columbia? Oh, okay, okay, yeah. He is there, like, was a, I,
0: there was, there was the community college that I took a lot of courses at. Here, there was a professor there, and I can't remember his freaking name for the life of me. And he was heavily involved with normal and high times and everything. I can't, for the life of me, I can't remember his name. Huh. But. Uh,
3: yeah, I've, I've come across a lot of those dudes yeah, here or there in the travels.
0: I'm sure if I knew his name, you probably, if you were involved with the normal stuff you'd probably know who he was so but like i say i can't think of his name because he was the one that was a lot of times fr- friends that i knew that were going there uh whenever there was rallies and stuff like that he was always the one that was yeah like uh form spearheading it or planning it
3: so the michigan main michigan guy yeah you
0: know, yeah um, yeah always, they always have the hash bash if you know the hash uh, bash, okay. Yeah, that's at Ann Arbor. That's on the campus of Michigan. Oh, yeah. I've, I've, and Ann been Arbor been. has, like, even back in the day, it was, like, a like a simple, like, misdemeanor ticket that you got for marijuana possession or smoking. Huh. And then there was, like, a in part of the law, they couldn't give you another ticket for, like, 24 hours. So, uh, anyways, they'd have the hash bash it at... at uh, Michigan every year in the the quad area Uh, yep (laughs) Um,
3: Hemp Fest in Portland I've been to okay Um, our our state used to have the cannabis revival down in Joplin it was like one guy was the main kind of organizer of it and like would do just about everything and you know how in small towns it's like you get uh, sometimes you just get that one dedicated guy who's like doing so much and just putting it all together and then he ended up uh getting a job in colorado in the legal market and so then there was just like uh they didn't continue it okay. or at, or at least not to the same level because I, I and i th- i don't even know if you could have it now you know with all the silliness but how
0: far were you from kansas city back then
3: I lived in Columbia at that time. So that's Columbia. like right in the middle of the state. It's about Oh, okay. Okay. It's about
0: two hours from
3: it's about two hours east of Kansas City. And okay. then Joplin is like in the southeast or the southwest corner of the state. It's like right from Oklahoma border. Okay. It's not far from Oklahoma. Um Yeah, that's that's where Lorian and I first met, actually. <laughs> yeah,
1: I caught the last year was the cannabis, the <laughs> cannabis revival
3: <laughs> the last one they had so it's good magic yeah ed ed was like this like boisterous just like control the room any room he walked in type of guy he's just like really like loud and proud sort of dude oh really uh he came out to columbia because there was the we called it the swat raid heard around the world but it was like two dude or um in columbia the cops raided this guy and shot his two dogs over like a dirty pipe and like a negligible amount of weed. Okay. Cause they thought he had weight and they had been keeping eyes on the guy and they thought they had intelligence that was just bullshit. And so they moved on him on one of these war- warrants. The warrant ended up being sketchy too. It was like, it was just a lot of uh, poor police policy that kind of came together in the perfect storm, a no knock raid a floated warrant that didn't have like a set execution time. So I think the warrant had been issued like four days before it was served or something. Um, cause they were just trying to, they thought they were going to like catch him with all this weight and they were just trying to line it up to the perfect moment. But the moment never arrived. And anyway, they ended up shooting these guys, two dogs and in front of his mm. kid and uh, the body cam footage of it somehow got leaked or was released. It might've been sunshine. And then it just went all over the place. That was one of the my entryways into activism was over that, but Ed made a big stink about it too, um, and he came out here and actually helped Columbia get a citizen's police review board where you could actually bring complaints to some public entity outside of the police force, and they would like do an independent review of whatever. So he was like... He was all determined to like be the first one to use this citizens police review board, you know. So he came to Columbia like right when they had their first meeting, and like presented his dispute and all of this. It was pretty cool, but I think they ended up ruling that you had to be a Columbia resident in order to submit a uh, complaint <laughs> to course. the citizens police review board.
0: You're, you're making too much sense. Get out of here. You're
3: coming in from California. <laughs> Trying to tell us why our cops is wrong. Uh, meanwhile, our us locals were like, oh, well, we're happy to file the same thing, you know. But. Um,
0: Just go know. outside and they'd be like, Ed, what, what do we need to say?
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly.
3: Yeah, he he was good people and he also, uh, the people that work for him were really cool too.
0: That's his. Became some book friends is- of mine. I, his book was the Bible for a lot of years. I don't know if it still is.
3: Yeah, I, it's definitely one of the top. I know people yep. like that uh, Jorge Cervantes guy. He pops oh, up a lot yeah. too.
0: Yep, yep. Um, yep.
3: but yeah, all of my books are Ed books just because I was lucky to meet him.
0: Yeah, yep. Yeah. He even oh. had like recipes and shit on all my. Yeah, there's one that's yeah, like yeah.
3: a cookbook of some of sorts.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't have them. That's like, a, I, the friend that was growing in Detroit, he had all the, the books and his, uh, guy that he was renting the house with, they both like followed it to the T, you know, as far as growing and drying and everything. So. Yeah.
3: It's wild how, how much it's, uh, in the different steps in the process are affected after having learned, like just about everything you can learn and not really, but, um, a very deep immersion in coffee roasting, uh, learning about source growing, um, the washing process, like ha- how the coffee's processed, how it's shipped, uh, how it's like roasted and then packaged, how it's ground and brewed all these different steps. Uh, it's funny cause like the beverage industry and the cannabis industry, um, they kind of have a lot of overlap in their product and quality and how it works and distribution and, and
0: consumption. So the coffee, uh, are you physically roasting the coffee when you're doing?
3: Yeah. Uh, we used what are called lowering smart roasters. Okay. So, um,
0: I kind of know will... what they, I mean, I've seen like segments on coffee roasters on different, like, uh, documentaries and shit before, but
3: yeah, a lot of it was, um, auto-driven and we would be working on parameters of like what temperatures we would want to hit at what point in the roast okay and then also the end point of the roast so what we wanted the roast curve to look like because depending on different stages in the roast where you spend time at um, you can develop flavors and change uh, different flavor profiles of the bean depending on what you're trying to pull out or or highlight in any roast and then you can make them taste different by having like a light a medium and a dark roast of certain beans or different things like that. Does it
0: all' come down to like how the oil comes out of them, or
3: it's sort of like uh, I can't remember the chemical uh reaction now. I used to say it all the time. It's like a French dude's name, <laughs> but uh it's the reason that food turns brown or anything turns brown oh okay and uh so it's sort of like i always on my tours compared it to cooking a meat you know like your light roasts are your like rare steak where you want to preserve the original flavors of the steak but still have it you know cooked enough to to consume and then maybe a medium roast is like a more well-done steak where you're trying you kind of caramelizing a lot of uh, flavors and, and changing the flavor a lot And then the well, the dark roast is more like a barbecue where it's more about like that smokiness you're trying to get out of it. Um, And that'll, that'll always change the flavor profile.
0: I want those, I want those beans at work because our coffee sucks.
3: Yeah. It's, it's (laughs) wild. It's kind of a burden knowing too much about coffee because when you get, (laughs) it's like coffee that used to pass for like shrug diner coffee is now like, oof, I can taste, I can taste what is wrong with this actually.
0: My friend uh, uh his uh be his daughter is married to a guy that's a web developer but he also imports that copy Luwak coffee oh jeez yeah 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 and he went over to like Sumatra or something they had this crazy freaking tale of uh uh being like held in a freaking uh, hotel by the the uh government there oh jesus because they figured out he was doing like filming to do like kind of like a little documentary on everything oh god so he actually told the story the one time because uh there was a cigar bar uh a few miles away from me and he had like the vip membership you know Mm -hmm. and when we would go there we'd go in with him into the vip because he can bring anybody he wants in but uh he basically had just got out got released and got back into the country and then he recounted this tale of getting like held in captivity and wanting to know what he what he was doing and everything and oh, there yeah and his travels across sumatra locked
3: up abroad
0: so, yeah 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 so by i mean by the time he got done speaking there was probably you know like 15 guys back in this vip area all of them were like listening to him tell his story, uh, <laughs> just because of how crazy it was. That so. is outrageous. But yeah, so he's offered it to me before, but I've always turned him down, because I'm just like, uh eh, I'm not going to drink cat crap coffee.
3: Yeah, that's just a... You got to imagine it's a shitty cup of coffee, right? Yeah. <laughs> In the end, it's In always going to be. That's a... Uh, I mean, it's kind of interesting that you can finish coffee that way, but uh, <laughs> my favorite are the natural finished ones. Yeah, uh, I'd
0: rather much have it not go through a cat's intestine. No and doubt. And shit out.
3: <laughs> the, the ways to finish, there's like a fully washed coffee, and then there's natural. That's kind of like the two a- major ends of the spectrum. And then there are like different honeyed varieties. So coffee starts as a cherry on the coffee tree. Mm-hmm. And in a natural process, you just pick the cherries, you throw them on a drying bed, you let them dry out. And all of the fruit kind of shrivels up around it, and the bean absorbs a lot of that fruity flavor. So it's gonna be super sweet and fruity. Oh! Uh, in fact, the roastery where I worked, we had this natural, this Ethiopian natural that tasted just like blueberries. It was so pronounced in the cup. Ooh. It was one of those things where when I first started working there, and I'd go to a cupping and I'd like taste all of the coffee side by side, I'd be like, "Yeah, this one tastes like lighter. This one tastes darker." But blind test, you can, even as a total beginner, pick out the Ethiopian natural. Just as a black cup of coffee, it's like really fruity. Hmm. And then fully washed is where they wash all of that cherry off of the bean, and then they just dry the bean out with no pulp on it. And uh, then in the middle, there's honeyed, and it can be like a yellow honeyed or a black honeyed, just depending on how much of the pulp they leave on it. But they'll take the rind off of those ones.
0: So what's your favorite of them?
3: I really like the Naturals just because they're so different and sweet. They're like, I don't know. After too much of them, it's kind of like uh, I always am looking for something new, something new. So I drank a, like so many Naturals when I first started uh, working there, but I still love them. They still stand out to me as like just not what you expect from a cup of coffee. You know, and that's what I love about it.
0: That's um throughout covid they actually closed the starbucks up the road from my work so they do actually close
3: that's wild wow. <laughs> i thought they just grew uh infinitely and
0: that was it no well you know what the funny thing is there's one a mile down the road oh nice and then there's probably <laughs> another one to the west of it that's in uh, a mall that's yep. uh there and then, so
3: many are tucked away in like I, banks and malls. Yeah, and I mean that's like, H and R Block with a you know Starbucks what Starbucks in it, it.
0: Insane thing with all the shutdown and everything that went on. The corner of the main intersection, by close to where I work, they have put so much shit in and built so much stuff. They built like two hotels in the last year, Whoa. right in that area. And then restaurants are just insane. So usually when, unlike Fridays when I leave. uh the office i try to eat over there because there's so many more options and when i get out by my house options are you know a little bit more limited sure and places out here if you make horrible food you can remain in business just because there's no options so must be fucking nice
3: (laughs) yeah exactly
2: must be fucking nice
3: (laughs) (laughs) oh man um you have any go-to favorite pieces or methods I know you said like you're an edibles guy mainly mm-hmm. but um, I don't know any special ways we talked spliffs a little bit too spliffs will always have like a soft spot in my heart but they're not like a main thing I just kind of go through like a spliff mood or a spliff phase you know every once in a while uh
0: yeah probably the spliff was like my favorite out of anything, but I didn't do those as often. Uh, I think mainly most of the times I was like bowls all the time. Yep. Uh, just because of the convenience of them, and then uh, I'm a really shitty roller. Too. <laughs> oh yeah. Unless it's uh, a blunt, because you got so much more like thick paper that you can like manhandle. Yeah, it's
3: sturdier for sure.
0: Yeah, you know. So and I I don't even know. I mean those blunt wraps that you see at the stores i mean they went insane with that with all the flavors and bullshit oh yeah you so i never even tried one of those yeah i never even anymore. tried one of those so i know the one because <laughs> they always used to buy the white owl cigar yep and then cut that thing and then it was always like yeah, hey, you're smoking a white owl you know it's like a uh White Euphemism owl, for for it. for a pe- uh, uh, white guy's penis. So. Oh,
2: <laughs> <laughs> you're smoking
0: the white owl. Dude. <laughs> oh
2: man!
3: You can't suck yeah. me. In. There, there it was. I was like searching for it. I'm like, no, I got something.
0: Overall, I would say that hash was my favorite. Nice. I have to say we used to get a, like a black hash back in the day you'd break it open and be green Ooh. and then you do it uh, this is where the the uh, endless amounts of phone books that they used to send you came in handy because you put a pin through a phone book and then got a glass and you go and set it on fire and then put the glass over the top of it Okay. to snuff it out and then you put your face down next to the glass and
3: <laughs> oh damn yeah, I got you yep
0: you know, that was the uh, the classic way to do hash. That's
3: fantastic. We used <laughs> to, uh, a guy would just like break a piece off and then you'd get it going like an incense cone. He'd like smash it into a cone and yeah, get, get yeah. it going like on top of a grinder or something. Yeah. yeah. And then have a uh, funnel that was stuck to a hookah hose. And we just hit it off of that.
0: Uh, off the hookah hose. Yeah. Holes. He'd just put okay.
3: the f- the funnel over the funnel top of the it. Funnel
0: on the end. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um,
3: just pass that hookah hose around. <laughs> you can get do,
0: uplifted do have, off of the hash, man. Do they have a lot of hookah bars in in uh, KC? In
3: KC, there's like three or th- maybe two. There's oh, not like a lot, okay. Okay. But there are a couple. And okay. same with Columbia too. They're
0: like here. It's in, here. It's insane. They're almost. I mean, at one point, I think they're around every corner. Whoa. Uh,
3: okay.
0: So just because of the Middle Eastern population that's around here,
3: it's like. Yeah, I guess our, there's not that high of a Arab concentration, I'd say.
0: We have a good Middle, like it's middle not, Eastern food here.
3: <laughs> it's not non-existent, but it's just not like, you know, there's like a couple of places of each. <clears throat> there's one Greek place that's like kind of interesting where they do like the <laughs> plate breaking and the belly dancing and all the good stuff. Oh, really?
0: <laughs> the full Greek experience. I like going to those places because you can usually get uh, Turkish coffee.
2: Oh
3: yeah, Turkish coffee—that's yeah, yeah, that's a fun one. They always uh, one of those places in Colombia that I always went. They'd always like get people to order the Turkish coffee. Like if anybody was new and they didn't know the, like the game or anything. <laughs> that, and they'd be like you know ask for a suggestion they'd be like well, the turkish coffee is the best cuz they really have pride in it you know they believe oh, yeah. it like yep. they're like well this is how you drink real coffee this is how real people drink real coffee and everything else is kind of bullshit but we do it you know <laughs> yeah, exactly that that's how so many uh of the turkish coffee drinkers i've met they all
2: <laughs> go a- drink be- your they all behave
3: this way <laughs> And so they'll just suggest, you know, they they don't explain anything about what it is or what it does or what it, how it works. They just say, no, Turkish coffee is the best. That is what you want. And if, you know, if anybody's foolish enough to ask and then you get it and then they just like, you know, sip it and then tip it back and then get the sludge and like, oh, you know, yeah. the guys Whoops. are just waiting for him to like <laughs> slurp all the sludge or let it hit him in the mouth because they don't know it's coming. Oh man. They just get a kick out of it. I've seen it happen so many so, times.
0: My close friend's Chaldean, and uh, when you drink Turkish coffee at his mom's house, then uh, you don't, you know, obviously you don't drink the sludge, but and then she puts that onto uh, uh, a saucer and then reads your fortune from it. Oh, that's cool,
3: <laughs> I like that so, a lot, yeah. Kind of like the tea leaves, but
0: yeah, yep, exactly.
3: But more effective because it's coffee, man. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> and tastier. In my in my opinion, anyway.
0: Oh, very much so. Um, I love that's one of that's my favorite coffee right there. Would be Turkish coffee.
3: Turkish is pretty good. Yeah. I, it's so hard for me to pick a favorite because I just like variety so much. I just always like to be changing it up, changing it okay.
0: up. Yep. Okay,
3: so I don't really have like one that I would consider like the best that I would always pick over anything else, you know?
0: And that's everything else that I drink. I got to put cream and everything else in it. So I'm, uh, I mutilate my coffee.
3: Oh man. One time on the tour, (laughs) this lady brought her own cream on the tour. She had like a, a fanny pack cooler (laughs) that she brought half and half in, man. (laughs) Did she ice it down at
0: least, or
2: jeez? Um,
3: And she took, (laughs) she, uh, yeah, she had little like one of those little ice packs that you'd slide into like a lunch pail kind of thing, you know. So she, it was keeping it cold, and I didn't know what it was. Like it was just this boxy thing. Like I went on the whole tour thinking she's just got like a uh, camera bag or diaper bag or some kind of you know, some kind of unknown accessory. Little did I know it was the the uh, (laughs) half and half was she sneaking her at like No, she was like unabashed with it, but she like waited to the end to use it too. And she wasn't annoying <laughs> about it. She was just like, "Nope, this is how I am and who I am and uh what I have to do," you know? It's like, "All right, man. Respect." <laughs> I always said that's like um the way you should make your coffee is like how you like it, you know? And <laughs> that's I I never was a snob about it like there's so many different ways to do it and the more into it people get and the more they learn about it, the more they'll like start sword, you know, sword fighting over, oh, well, this is the proper way or this is like I look down upon this way and it's like, man, there's two steps to it. One is like brewing it and two is like drinking it and if you're enjoying both, then like there's, you're not doing it wrong.
0: The scotch and the bourbon snobs get that way too.
3: Yep. Yeah. And I understand like there's a, there's quality trade-offs and you can be objectively correct about high versus low quality, but there are also, you know, not everybody is going to sell that convenience for the quality necessarily. Like, uh, that company I work for, they they produce K-Cups too, you know, but we produce it with our roasted coffee. So, you, you know, we're starting with a better bean. We're air roasting it. We're doing all the things that make that coffee stand out so it's going to be better pound for pound than other k-cups you know it's still going to be a k-cup so it's not going to be our best cup of coffee but why would you just cut out all the k-cup people from your like wonderful cup of coffee that you make
0: i used to crap on k-cups until i saw the amazing convenience of them <laughs> when you want a cup of coffee yeah,
3: yeah. like push button <laughs> get coffee does it it doesn't come out any like it works this way that. every time Yep. <laughs> Now granted you don't have control over grind size, brew time, no, water temperature, no, no. any of that uh dosage. You just no, pop it, in it, pod and you get cup.
0: And at work we had before before Koof became a thing.
3: <laughs>
2: the dreaded Koof.
0: <laughs> we had a big huge percolator there and then the the one owner would get like, you know, extravagant beans and we had a grinder there and everything. And uh <laughs> You get somebody that didn't know what the hell they were doing in a percolator and they grind the shit wrong. And you could tell and then people would get pissed off in the office. <laughs> like who the hell made the coffee? Right. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, for me the uh
3: mean the trade off's not quite worth it, but that's that's something I don't have to worry about because I don't have a, a K cup brewer around, you
0: know. Yeah. My house I, has
3: a and a clever and a French press. I got a French an press. Pre-
0: French press and a, a drip. <laughs>
3: oh, nice. I had the drip for the longest. The my favorite thing about a drip is you can set an alarm on it. <laughs> uh, which is great. But That's
0: the main thing. I set it to brew before I get up, you know.
3: One of the biggest factors in the freshness of coffee is how long it's been since it's been ground from brewing. And like ideally, it's like a minute or less. <laughs> It's like you get a, you're you brewing it right away. You can kind of yeah, tell when, like, the water starts to hit it, fresh ground coffee will just, like, foam up. It'll just start bubbling. And uh, if you got, a like, pre-ground coffee, you're just not going to get that kind of action out of it. Oh, yeah. Yep. And it's all those nice, lovely gases that, you know, they're trapped inside the bean. Once it's ground up, they start escaping, and then they escape during the brewing process, but...
0: So in my office, it's quite a contention of storage of the beans. Oh yeah. So Don't they put them in the freezer. Know. which I knew that's where this was going. Yeah, that's I. Oh, it and it triggers me all the time. Like, oh, yeah. who put it in the freezer again.
3: <laughs> I know people are just like so. That was one of my like FAQ fun facts, or like as a as a tour guide, you kind of you have a script that you build, right? That's kind of maps the room that you're walking through and makes sense with everything around you. But then you also build it around the three questions that always get asked. Like every time I know these three questions are going to be asked like <laughs> no matter what. And one of them inevitably is that freezer. Uh, should we put it in the fridge? Cause it's like people argue about this and no. are passionate about it all the time. But it's like, no, no. Moisture is a well, coffee killer so fridge and freezer no
0: yeah and the stupid thing is that if you buy like the Costco brand big huge tub of coffee yeah it says on the side of it put me in the fridge when oh, after you've opened me yeah. to maintain freshness I'm like no
3: no <laughs> no just get ideally you want to like one of those airscapes or something like that that pushes all the air out
0: oh yeah yep but
3: just a cool dry dark place cool means cool meaning yep. room temperature.
0: Yeah, yep. Yeah.
3: But yeah, it's wild. Like nobody. Uh, I I always thought that like coffee was one of the products where the acceptable low bar is just incredibly low because of the mass production of it and like just people don't know about coffee. You know, like you just you don't know about coffee because it's so mass produced that you've likely mostly only had uh, mass produced coffee ever. And so you just don't get like that variety and then you know, to be fair, the specialty stuff is more exp it's more expensive. It's kind of like that first time I ever like saw anybody with quality weed. And they said they paid sixty dollars for an eighth of an ounce, and I was like, "You're a fool! Oh, yeah. You're a fool! What are you doing?" <laughs> I was like, like quarters are twenty bucks, man. What are you talking about? And then you smoked. And then I sm- Well, I first I saw it, which was just in and of itself a spiritual experience. I was like, "What the fuck is this? This is weed, man. This looks like a fucking alien work of art." Why does it got diamonds well, on it? It's like sparkly. It smells delicious. I was like this smells like something good <laughs> like pure you know <laughs> oh man it just changed everything and i think it's the same with like the higher quality coffee you're like oh damn i can't go back to the way things once were
0: no but you always got to look for that bargain whatever the bargain is
3: phone boy correctly points out if you're going to do a k cup do the refillable cups at least that that I love that that was always my advice too oh, yeah, I said yeah, yeah I would always I always had to be like super pragmatic because well because a we sold k B, um b a lot of old ladies take the tour who like they're like I put uh I put the irish cream in there every time and blah 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 you know I would always have to like reassure them that that's fine and like this is a free country, ma'am. Like <laughs> it's okay to enjoy things the way you enjoy them. Like it doesn't it doesn't matter that it's not really like
0: we aren't uh, at, we aren't at war with you could, uh Ireland right now. So. you could
3: be in a yummier situation, but like only in my palate's opinion, you know. Uh, so yeah, like that kind of stuff went on. I always have to be, like, really pragmatic about everything. But that's one thing I said is, you know, you got a sliding scale between convenience and control. And the more control you have, the more quality you can get out of it. Like, all the way on the convenience side of the scale, that's where the K-Cups live. You have no control whatsoever. Oh, I yeah. said, but with the use of, you know, like Phone Voice Point Net, with the usable refra- uh, K-Cups, you get at least the ability to control when it's ground. You can use whole bean and you can control grind size and dosage that way so that you get a little bit of control back but one of the big ones is water temperature and uh, I don't think that K cups are like allowed to get hot enough I don't I don't know exactly the temperature but
0: oh you talking to extract the most out of the yeah coffee yeah you okay. want to be
3: like right at 200 degrees <laughs> okay for the
0: good good I have to remember that when I do my French press
3: I have one of those uh, Gooseneck kettles, man, the whole 9 yards. Oh, really? Those are the best, man. It sucks cuz once you're spoiled, like my Tour brew setup was that. It was like two of those Gooseneck kettles and I had the French press, the pour-over, the whole 9 yards to do the brew demo with. Okay. And so when you can just have that kind of control at your disposal and then you you know, you learn how to do all those things. So it's not like a after that it's not a big effort to do them, you know. And you're like, fuck! I can't go back to, can't go back to Mr. Coffee, man. Tell Mr. Coffee, uh, he's gonna have to find a new home. <laughs>
0: that that was my mom this weekend up north because my sister's got a drip coffee machine up there. Yeah, and she's like, my mom's like, well, you, well, you don't have a pour over? <laughs> <laughs> nice. There is there isn't a pre- French press up here anywhere or. <laughs> so... It was kind of funny. So that's that's my mom, though. <laughs> <laughs> that's
3: funny. 190 <laughs> degrees, phone boy says on the Keurig. Oh, so go. yeah, that's, that's just a little short of what you just need. Just a
0: little, little below.
3: You have any uh, favorite kind of etiquette, rule, ritual, or slang? And especially <laughs> like maybe localized up there, like maybe what you called weed or code names or... I'm always looking for new
0: phraseology. I think everybody knows Chiba, right? Chiba, yeah.
3: yeah. Um, That's interesting because we never
0: use that one. Uh, It was used a lot back when I was a little bit younger.
3: I associated it with Chiba Chews mainly, but that's just like a a name brand edible, you know?
0: And I think it was in like rap music or something that... Back in the day, there was, you know, mention of Chiba. Yeah, like Afro Man. That you gotta song. call it Chiba, man. Chiba, Chiba. So, um, other than that, pot, weed, the spleefs. Spleef. Spleefs. Are, spleefs are spliffs. Yeah. <laughs> Spleep, spleef was a normal joint, spliff was the, the mixed. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So, um, I can't think of anything else that really. Ganj, which that's normal trying to think offhand i'm sure there was something that we called it that was not you know
3: you ever use the snickle fritz (laughs) not until
0: that no i never saw that i not until i saw uh pineapple express yeah that's but that's (laughs) it i was like wow that's the perfect fucking term for that weed weed that you give to people that like yeah yeah it's like i got this i can sell (laughs) you
3: it's like the no good shit
0: (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs)
3: But it's like, oh, well, you get your discount,
2: you know,
0: so. So it was always like brown weed or green weed, like early on. Yeah. And that was it. That's just how you uh, could tell the good from yeah, the Yeah, and like nobody knew like any strains or anything like that back back then. When, so there wasn't any like real, it was, hey, I got brown weed or I got green weed. So. When we
3: found out about orange hairs, man, it was just like all we could do to find orange hairs again. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Orange hairs, where the orange hairs at? This one kid was so into the orange hairs that he meticulously picked all the hairs out and smoked a whole bowl of just orange hairs.
0: That might I don't know. That I, might get you higher than than the normal I'd personally my first, the he the first to really experience that it. I ever had with like uh the grinders that would collect key for a key catcher. Oh, yeah. Uh essentially after Yeah. No, that like blew my mind how powerful that was. Mm-hmm. So yeah. But I had a I had a friend that was growing, and then he had a, a keef catcher that was like a metal, a wooden box, and it had like a glass tray that slid underneath a screen. So then I remember going over there the one time, and a couple of friends were over there, and he's like grinding the weed through the screen. Yeah, and he and I'm like, "What are you doing?" He's like, uh, "Oh, it makes keef this way." man and i'm like yeah no you're just making ground up weed is what you're making <laughs> <laughs> so i explained it to him and oh no no this is the way it is it's the way it is so then i like had to go bring it up on the internet to show him hey this isn't the way you're fucking supposed to use it <laughs> and then when he first got that first amount of like real true key, he was like holy shit, dude it's like I couldn't even be I cough my brains out oh, I, I could only get one hit down I'm like yeah because you lit the whole f- effing thing probably <laughs> <laughs> <So. clears
3: throat> um, smoking on the job do you have experience like with jobs where it worked or maybe where it didn't we talked a little bit about like coding it doesn't really translate you just
0: no but when I used to do the drafting on the boards. Uh, sure. 100% of the time I was probably stoned most yeah. of the time <laughs> so I mean that's just kind of the the job and when I did even when I did because uh, I did CAD work on the computer after a while and I have to keep up I mean I pretty much could still go back and do all that stuff again because I got to keep up on the CAD software because I'm pretty much the troubleshooter on that too because we don't have a, uh, a CAD administrator it's pretty much me for that and for the network and for the, the support in the machine shop, but uh, definitely back in the day, I was always high. So yeah. on the job. I but, worked. Uh, I that's lunchtime, so and then I, oh at yeah, one the lunch one place. Book. One place we had the little like secret area in the back. Oh yeah, <laughs> that everybody for would sneak meetings? to that got high. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I <laughs> so. that's
3: the one thing i've noticed is like so widespread uh the safety meeting thing like if it, i've never had anybody just like not immediately pick up on what's going on when i'm like yo there's a safety meeting
0: so my my dad was quite the partier throughout his whole life but uh when he got older i was doing uh contract work with him because like coming up on like the May 4th it'll be like 19 years since he passed away but uh uh he w- when he got older I'd do contract work with him and when I come over he'd usually be quite a few drinks in and hanging out and then he was getting fast and loose with stories that he would tell me that he would never tell me you know back when I was a kid but one of them was he worked at a drafting shop and they have uh what they call a blueprint machine and I, I I don't know if you know what Uh -uh. that is, but basically it's a, uh, if you take those engineering drawings, there's a photoreactive paper that you put it on top of and feed it into a machine. It gets hit with a, uh, a light that actually burns the image down onto that paper. So basically it's like a old school photocopier, I guess, you know. Yeah. But it does it with this photoreactive paper, okay, and then it goes through uh, an ammonia developer that like basically yeah. turns it into a blue line, is what they call it. So then you get a blue line copy of what that engineering drawing is. We on saw the other some side. of
3: those actually when we did our uh, drafting merit badge because I did it okay. like at a college,
0: and they do it with you'd get a special ammonia that was like uh, like ten to 100 times the power of any normal ammonia you get in a store. Woof. And nasty stuff. And then also they had a gas you could get because some of the machines ran off a gas that would uh, uh, output the ammonia kind of in a little bit more metered situation because those blueprint rooms would get pretty nasty. So anyways, guys would go in that blueprint room to smoke. (laughs) And then he said they'd be smoking joints, and they'd set them on the machine. Uh, If somebody came back there, if they just quit smoking, they'd set it on the edge of the machine. Well, then somebody would go turn the machine on, and it was in an area where it'd suck it into the machine. Yeah. So the one time they had a guy come out to work on the blueprint machine because it wasn't working, when he popped it open, there's all these roaches inside of it. (laughs) Jesus.
2: (laughs) So, my dad
0: said that the owner like negotiated with the guy to he could keep all the roaches if he fixed the machine for free.
2: <laughs> and
0: my dad said that the thing was like a coffee can almost full Holy shit. <laughs> of roaches out of this machine. That's incredible. And like, I told my dad, I'm like, oh, Jesus, probably the fucking roaches broke the fucking
2: yeah, machine. <laughs> he got that he goes, my dad starts laughing. He's like, yeah, probably. <laughs> so, <laughs> Oh, my goodness.
3: That's absurd. Um, so one thing that a couple of people have sort of hinted at and I've seen and we've been thinking about is eventually this Bulls with Buds format is is um going to need to expand in a certain sense that not all the people forever are going to be pot smokers. And, um... We also I mean we are that podcast. We are the ALMAO weed podcast, but we also are uh kind of multidimensional and we don't want to necessarily get stuck in the same questions with the same every time. But I wanted to start talking to people about crypto too and like you ever have any experience with crypto, you ever held any, send any around?
0: I've I have a couple of wallets that are really old. Yep. Um But really haven't done anything with them in years. Uh, Just, I don't, I I keep wanting to go back and revisit it. Yeah. But, uh, and the funny thing is, is that uh, I've seen you been posted on uh, on No Agenda Social about (laughs) keeping it for the long haul. Well, that's uh, the son of the neighbor uh, keeps saying that all the time and he's made, I think a decent amount of cash off of crypto yeah so he's like oh you gotta hold on to it for longer all the time so that's yeah. kind of when you said that it kind of rang a bell I'm like huh so yeah um, a lot of guys are. and just that's i the... don't the wallets i don't have like shit in them anymore because i figured out different ways to try and get shit out of them oh yeah and kind of tried to drain them so i didn't have you know a lot invested in them because yeah, i was i was freaked out at one point you, you can't know, have about,
3: it all set in one single point of failure that's yeah like, yeah exactly it's weird yep. be, because another thing that's cool about crypto and getting into it and starting to use it is it teaches you about security and it teaches you like what you should be doing with you know your social media accounts and your uh, uh cloud drive accounts and everything like everything should be that protected and it just makes you better as you go along, I think.
0: No, and it with the whole Sphinx chat thing, that's been kind of like piquing my interest.
3: It's cool in there, man. Um, it's really, it's tough for people to figure out because it's just not like anything that, uh, you know, has been around before. Um, but there's just little tribes in there, and uh, they can be for anything. Like some of the, I, uh, Jin is the latest one that I saw that I recognized uh James Deniffer of the Oh okay. Uh, she does a okay. lovely
0: intro. Oh yeah, cuz I the, saw something going back and forth with the uh, karma voice and things. Yeah, I know into Social stuff was going back and forth with her.
3: Yep. Yeah, I've uh I'm still trying to figure out like the fine tuning of how the Sphinx messages work because one of the things is people will get in especially when you're new and I did this happened to me when I was new on Sphinx too. Um, like messages sometimes won't show up or like you'll go on sphinx. Uh, tribes.sphinx.chat like the list of tribes it has the it's like a bump list so the most recent posted tribe will be listed first and it's in that order. So like I would see tribes that I had in my app that I was like supposedly in get bumped to the top but I wouldn't see the new messages and I'm still kind of trying to figure out how that happens or how that goes around but I think it's like to do with how many channels you have open and what kind of liquidity you have because all of the messages in there are little micro payments so if the micro payment can't get to your uh, node then there's no way for you to really see it. And so I'm trying to kind of get into the finer little nuances of that because when I first got in, I would just ask that question and devs, they're like, uh, it's like a double-edged sword because w- when a dev has a question f- or from a base user, you know, of like, oh, I'm just not seeing messages, then they'll like go behind the scenes and like open channels or move liquidity around or like try to fix it and troubleshoot it and they'll be like, there, is it working now? But I'm this like weird case user where I'm like, oh, I want to be able to fix this myself, you know, and I also want to fix it for other people when they come in and then they're having that same problem. Like if you can solve it for me or teach me to solve it for me, then I can solve it for other people. You won't have to, you know, you won't have to be onboarding and handholding every single person. You can spread that around. But that's also what's cool about an open source project, you know, is anybody can contribute and the source codes available and you know you can spread the load uh, around
0: how does it work when you go to listen to people's shows and it sends the satoshis to them at the same time
3: so in sphinx the way it works sphinx is not a podcast app but sphinx is like a chat app with different tribes in it and some of those tribes have podcast uh, apps as a part of the tribe Uh, that's kind of how it works. So it's not like you can go to Sphinx and then just search the podcast you want and start playing it. Uh, You can find your podcast's tribe, join the tribe, and then there's a slider where you can choose, like mine here goes from 3 to a 100, but it really goes from 0 to 100 because you can set it to 0. But the smallest is 3 because of how the splits work and everything um, and fees and different things. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you send three a minute, and then just while you're playing it, just automatically pulls these out of your little Sphinx wallet. Um, one thing that's kind of interesting about Sphinx and how it works is it builds you your own wallet and app. And then like, if people are streaming directly to my show or boost the show, that goes to the node. So that doesn't show up directly in my Sphinx chat wallet. It just goes over to the node that I am uh, running on, vo- on okay. Voltage.
0: Right. Okay.
3: And then if I make a comment and somebody directly boosts my comment, which you can do for any user, uh, then I get those in my Sphinx app uh wallet. So that's kind of what's cool about it is like the likes that go around are monetized, so you can actually provide a value with the like, uh, which incentivizes good content and incentivizes participation. It incentivizes it bad content too because The way each message works, there's like a small fee for every message. Um, And then there's also a stake amount. So the stake amount is like a deposit that you put on top of the message. And it stays there for the whole time to stake. And once that time expires, like say it's 8 hours or it's 12 hours, once the stake expires, you get your money back, uh, the stake part. Um, So like for instance, in the bull, the price per message is 6 sets and the stake is 50 and then the fifty comes back to you, and uh, if your message is deleted before the stake runs out, then you don't get it back. So, at, at one on one hand, it's a spam uh, decentivization just because even though these messages only actually are six sets, uh, it's taking fifty six at a time. So you can't, you know, you just empty your wallet if you were spam, spam, spamming. Uh, and if a spam is a problem, you can. Bump that stake up, you know, even higher. Um, Because it really doesn't matter on the stake part. You're going to get those back anyway. But then being able to delete low quality posts, that makes uh, spamming or harassment or any other like problematic type posting in your group, it just makes it prohibitively expensive. So there's not like a ban button where I can like kick people out or ban them. But if they're posting stupid shit, then I can just delete it nobody gets to see it and then their stats their sats stay with me oh okay so it's kind of in my opinion it's almost cooler than a ban it's like because you can just it's like (laughs) oh I don't want to ban this guy if he's just going to keep paying to post messages and lose sats like he can stay as long as he wants I'll just keep deleting his shit you know Yeah. eventually they'll go away because it's just prohibitive
0: counterproductive yeah
3: exactly but it's, it's a cool environment there's a lot of uh different potentials and uh like there's one that's about raspy blitz and like guys in there will just help you troubleshoot your raspy blitz if you're setting it up or there's one called sphinx to where it's like uh just post people just post pictures in there and get boosted and uh, paul runs a contest a lot of times where he'll pay out on fridays like some prize for whoever got boosted the highest
0: oh okay is it As- who hosts the podcasting 2.0 with Adam or
3: oh uh, Paul is the guy, he's like one of the main guys over at Sphinx.
0: Oh okay, all right, all right. Um,
3: Dave uh, Dave Jones is the guy that does podcasting say, 2.0. Yeah,
0: which I listen to it. I, like at work, I just have the the stream on like sure. pretty much the whole time I'm at work, and I catch what I catch. kinda yep. you know, going back and forth. So
3: it's um it's one of those things where. A lot of this stuff I'm finding out, like namespaces, it's just like starting out in any other new profession where there's new lingo that you don't get. Like people who have a hard time just like absorbing it, even though they don't know what it means, just like hearing it and then they hear it again. For me, like the fifth or sixth time I hear about something, I start to kind of grasp what the hell people are talking about. But I don't let the first through fifth times like discourage me from just like hanging around and still absorbing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah, like a lot of that stuff is just like, what the fuck is a <laughs> uh, like a node? No, that's a, a- nodes Adam po- and posted and,
0: those those node clouds before, and I'm like, oh no, not that shit. Yeah, that I mean that <laughs> node chart. I I, uh, I think it was Clatu who's like,
3: there's no information on that. Like it doesn't it doesn't say it. it's worthless. You know? Yeah, and I was like. Cause I, yeah but this chart taught me channels like I was asking all of the devs what the fuck is a channel and why do I need it and what how does it work and like (laughs) nobody even could give me like a link to an article to read and I read a bunch of articles directly about channels too and like they were all you know written by s for seo and
0: oh yeah like
3: I read them and I didn't feel like I learned anything I was like okay but I still don't get it like I get that it's okay. That's where the money goes from this node to this node. That's like, but how do I start one? What how does it work? What is it? How long do I have to wait? You know, why should I, who should I pick? Like, who should I open a channel to? Is there like I'm a strategy to it?
0: You're like, I'm not an SEO douchebag. Yeah,
3: I'm not a fucking search <laughs> engine, man. I'm, I'm just like a confused end user here. one uh, 1ml.com is a site that I've been cruising lately and it, uh, is a lightning network search and analysis engine, and you can type in an IP or an alias or a node public key or whatever, and like look up the node and like its health and everything, and how good of a node it is. And uh, so that's kind of my next angle is to try and like get channels open up so that I'm actually providing a node that's useful to the so, network that payments so are flowing when you, through.
0: When you connect to those different nodes, does it boost your your channel rating is that what I'm?
3: There's like uh, the the main point and the main goal of the whole network is liquidity. So okay. you want to be able to send a big number of Sats across channels and receive them as well. So and it'll hit
0: the most amount of people. That's what you're saying, right? Yeah, and like okay.
3: Also, you you know the bigger your liquidity, the larger the payments you're going to be able to handle too. Okay. So like certain things just aren't going to show up or be available if you don't have the channels at a high enough capacity. And that's kind of what I'm trying to figure out too a little bit. I, Like I said, I have a suspicion that that's the problem behind not seeing messages sometimes in Sphinx. Like if you're in there, especially when you're new. So if you're new, the whole lightning network works by gossiping. So all the nodes that are connected to each other uh, each day or at a certain interval tell all the other nodes about like the nodes they know about. So there's this kind of gossip action that happens, and until you have uh, a lot of different peers connected and like nodes know where you are and can figure you out, some traffic is just not going to get routed to or through you. And that's what I'm, I'm trying to like get my thumb on it a little bit more, because you know I I was in the same spot, and what they did was they just kind of magically fixed it for me. They were just like, oh yeah yeah, what's your node? We'll fix it for you. And so it's like that's awesome no it, what did you it, do it works now but like how can I do that now for other people because yeah, exactly. now I, now I'm inviting people into Sphinx and they're like <laughs> hey what's going on I'm like uh, talk no, to Paul that's, that's, <laughs> but I don't want to have to send people to Paul you know I want to be able to put these fires out myself
0: that's typical IT guy stuff, though. Right. I don't want to like, be. Get like, out, out of the way!
2: I'm gonna of, fix it. Yeah.
3: <laughs> they are like, oh, you know, by the time I explain this all to you, you wouldn't understand it, and I could have fixed it by then, you know. Which I totally <laughs> understand. I get that too, but I just, um, I don't know. I have a high like pain and frustration tolerance. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. um, you know.
0: Sometimes it's just asking again and again and again. Yeah, absolutely.
3: You know. Well, I've so, been.
0: That's. The users on my network—that's usually what uh, breaks me down to the point where, I'm like, here I'll show you how to do it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
3: Well, it's—it's it's just some people are not. Uh, it's funny too. Like, there's different things where people have this—they uh, need a certain kind of confidence level to be able to do it, and that's why I've been trying to push this car analogy. Like, every time, everywhere I type about lightning or uh, talk about it to non-coiners, it's like, you know how how confident did you have to be about the inner workings of a car before you learned to drive? Like I still don't know most of how a car works and I've been <laughs> driving them for decades. So like <laughs> it's, it's not necessarily, you don't, you don't have to know everything about a thing to use it. You know, the same's true about your phone. The same's true about your computer. Um, but the problem is people have seen their family members and friends use phones, use cars, use computers and a lot of people just don't have any exposure or familiarity with bitcoin and so it's like well you, you, you if you wait to if you wait until that familiarity comes in you're going to be like late to this awesome game that a lot of people are playing with still oh, yeah, still early yep. and it's so weird to say that because of how far from next to nothing that bitcoin has come to say it's still early but I really still think it is. I mean, they talk about all the day that the coins will run out or like the last coin will be mined and then what's going to happen. But even that is like, it's like 2140 or something, you know, (laughs) that's like our great grandkids problem to figure out. Like,
0: (laughs) 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 I knew a lot of that stuff was changing when uh, I stopped to get gas at a gas station here and it said uh, Bitcoin machine inside.
2: Hmm.
0: I was like, wow. <laughs> that's kind of <laughs> cool. kind of fucking crazy. So
3: Some cool things I've seen. Uh, one thing that I really want to build, and I don't think it would be too hard, is I saw back in the day when I first got into it, I think it was a Doge dis- like uh, bird food dispenser. And so it had like a live cam, and you could tip it to dispense a little bit of bird food. And like the pigeons would oh, come and, the and, <laughs> and eat the food. Wow, that's...
0: That's kind of ingenious' it's, like, like, it's
3: awesome, because that works anywhere in the world,
0: like yeah, and people yeah. are hooked to watching fucking birds on webcams, yeah, they love
3: it, <laughs> they love it, and then there's that like weird uh interactive element of like, oh man, I just made it do that in real life somewhere, you know, yeah, like, yeah, I love that aspect I'd, of it
0: Because uh, I you know I monitor uh traffic on our network and shit, yeah, and that's uh the office manager she's always watching uh a uh, eagle <laughs> <laughs> so I went to her I'm like you're streaming video and she's like yeah but it's this eagle though and I'm like okay you can fucking watch the eagle
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> gotta have that eagle man.
0: so she's went through a lot of shit like the last like year and a half so I'm letting her 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 boyfriend had a massive heart attack at work and died at his desk so Oh, I man. am uh, letting her watch her eagle for yeah, that. Definitely. <laughs> so he's a he's an EMT.
3: <laughs> oh man. Yeah. So, um. So let's see. I also um was interested in. Uh, so you said you have like crypto and old wallets, but you haven't really tried any of the new. Um, stream services with it right
0: no nothing nothing i really haven't even touched them uh contemplating rolling them into my investment accounts or something but yeah i don't know
3: there's uh so. i always hear about dudes uh with hardware wallets and that'll be my next step that i'm looking into oh yeah for yep. like some cold storage but that'll be where yeah uh, Right now, I'm just trying to expand like my liquidity and be able to have like a node that can handle, you know, some traffic. Do you, And then when there's enough to siphon off, then I'll start doing that.
0: Do you seek to do a uh, a Pi node at all, or I
3: got I actually got one up.
0: Oh, you do. Oh, yep. okay. All right. Okay. Uh,
3: it got uh, synced on Sunday, so it's been running all week.
0: On a Pi four? Or? Yep. It's a okay.
3: eight gigabyte Pi four.
0: So, how many people in the No Agenda community have Pi nodes that you know of?
3: Um, I'm not sure. I know Adam has one.
0: I was kind of um, thinking Adam would, and then Darren. Oh, but I just Darren have one. I know he has a Pi. I, I don't know. I just assumed he would. I know so. he has
3: a Pi hole, which I haven't really okay. looked into.
0: Well, but it's I have a Pi like hole. A, that, that's I run a Pi hole on my network at home. So. Okay. I'd, I'd th- love to run that thing at work, but I don't think it it wouldn't work. <laughs> it's
3: something I've got to figure out and, and add to my stuff for sure. But yeah, uh, yeah. it's like <laughs> I get such mission creep, you know, that like my to-do list is just heavy and I'm trying to like, pick the uh, the best path forward or like what I should, you know,
0: uh, what I would get the most out of. And I have so many hobbies that yep. a lot of times I get sidetracked. or Same, yeah. So I do a lot of woodworking, and then uh, mess with that router from time to time uh, when I'm not doing some woodworking. But I paint fishing lures too, and uh, uh, the maintenance of a house too gets oh, yeah. in the way.
3: Yep, so. always a project. Oh and yeah, yep. we garden some too. So
0: oh, I'd love to grow like
3: uh, peppers and uh, tomatoes and garlic. Okay. We have a few fruit trees, but those are like
0: tough. I have have an apple tree that's dying in the backyard. So
3: the the raspy blitz, though. Getting back to that, I think what I'm going to do is just have that be like Lorian's node, what she like talks it to Sphinx off of, and like okay. you know she can she can have that one.
0: Would you set up another one then? Or? Well,
3: I've I've had the voltage one going. Oh, okay. So I have one All going right. at voltage since January. That's like how okay. I got into the value feed and set uh, Sphinx up initially. And then I could, what I could have done was I could have, ra- um, you know, rebirth or rehosted. I could have shifted hosts over to the Raspberry Pi for that node. Um, but instead, I think I'm going to keep it running with them because there's certain. It's kind of like I I made the analogy of renting versus owning it but there are also certain benefits to not owning it uh, being one of them being uh, like how worrying about uptime or worrying about powder outages like voltage has those fail safes in place whereas like if my basement loses power mm. then like i don't want necessarily people piggybacked onto that node um, if i don't have a power backup fail safe and different things in place like that you know so i think also, would a
0: power outage screw up a lot of things.
3: They say that's like uh I don't know exactly what it messes up, but yeah, it's not good. Okay.
0: Um so there I there is disadvantages to a Pi node. Um
3: there are if you don't have like uh the backups going and everything. Okay. Like, so you can back up to USB, you can back up to uh different clouds. Um and then also you can have power fail-safes and place. Oh,
0: but. so you'd use something like I use at work, Don, like Wasabi.
3: Yeah, you could do that, I think. I'm okay. pretty sure.
0: <coughs> That's what I use for like backups at work is the uh, product. It's called Cloudberry. They changed the freaking name like three times. I don't know what the hell it is. <laughs> now. But uh, then it backs up to Wasabi, which is your basically your repository for you know saving all your files in the cloud oh yeah and uh it does the cloudberry does a local and then a cloud backup and then you can pick your times that it runs so
3: yeah yeah that's kind of there's different ways to set the backups up and how often it backs up and
0: okay yeah that's as as uh, long as you
3: have a backup to Flash from then it can re sync to the, like, yeah, the yeah, blocks that you know, it missed and everything, but yeah, it's still a pain in the ass. Like
0: sticking with that, like in the cloud, too. That's the same reason, like, uh, we had a exchange server at work, and then exchange servers are like a bastion of fucking viruses and everything else under yeah. the sun. Uh, so <laughs> a hosted one from the evil Microsoft is oh, yeah quite a nice solution and it's cheap so
3: that's like all the stuff that we learned was Microsoft heavy
0: well, oh yeah oh, every time you go into a, a full stack it's gonna all be <laughs> mm-hmm. Microsoft
3: it's wild how much of the of the stuff they control <laughs> Uh. so any last stories or questions that you might have kind of getting into the we're right up on that two
0: hour mark. No, not really that I can think of offhand. Uh, it's been. Uh, I think of a good, like, weed story or something. Something crazy that freaking happened back <laughs> in the day. But the only thing I can think of uh, offhand, this is kind of crazy, but uh, we used to go to a club downtown that was called City Club. Okay. And I've seen everything happen in the parking lot of City Club that you can probably imagine that could happen in a parking lot of a club but uh i remember the one time walking into city club and my buddy found a bag of weed laying in the parking lot and i told him i don't know if i trust that
2: (laughs) right (laughs) no doubt
0: so we all went inside and then he went out and he's like i'm gonna roll roll the fat one you know (laughs) Anyways, came back in and then within I don't know twenty minutes or something. (laughs) He started flipping out. Oh no. So the the consensus is that it was like laced with like angel dust or
3: something. Sure, yeah. Yeah, that can happen. Just
0: because of the way he reacted, and <laughs> that's why was, was yeah. flipping out. We had to leave. So
3: don't smoke bags you found in parking lots,
0: kid. <laughs> <I>, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was like, uh, you know, it's
3: bad enough just getting a bag from a guy because you don't necessarily yeah, and you don't know what ways, the hell he's
0: but. doing either. Yeah, yep.
3: but just in the parking lot, unguarded, <laughs> it seems like a bad idea.
0: Maybe a person dropped that for a reason. Yeah,
3: maybe. <laughs> Maybe it's bad. It's on the ground, so it's bad, man. Well, I appreciate you hanging out, uh, and also appreciate, you know, your participation in in our show since we kind of rebooted and, uh, produced a few episodes, and you always leave great voicemails with great stories. So we definitely appreciate all that.
0: No problem. And, uh, I just, you're, how positive you are. (laughs) Uh, I don't think I probably would've it well, maybe I would've but I just the only reason I bought this mic was when you asked me to come on here. So Oh well
3: that's Aww. sweet.
0: <laughs> no, you guys are both very positive, so it's I I would probably would've if somebody else would've maybe said something, but definitely when you said it I was like, ah, I better better purchase a mic
3: oh that's sweet well now you'll Come be able, able to, for sure spencer now you'll be able to make the rounds you got that yeah nice, right yeah. that <laughs> nice mic you're coming through great yeah we got to get you in that hogaroo. not soon. bad for
0: the price i already had the headphones because i had a friend that was like captain audio yeah and he always told me you gotta buy the professional ones from sony they're always the best so oh, yeah i've always had these at work uh i use them like when i'm in on a saturday or sunday and uh uh i don't want to hear anything so Nice.
3: Well, yeah, that that mic is definitely working for you, man. Thank you. And uh, thanks so much, everybody in the bowl, for hanging out with us uh, on the special edition, Bowls with Buds. Uh, We'll see you at the regular time next Tuesday at 9 p.m. Central. Uh, I've been Sir Spencer, Wolf Kansas City.
1: I've been Dame DeLorean.
0: I've been Ned from Detroit City.
3: Until next time.
1: May your bowls burn ever brighter.
2: And everyone's like, oh, Oh,
1: right, cool, kinky, yeah, right, oh,
2: nice, yeah, 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 yeah. You'd love it.